Well, Razorback fans, you got another player that's coming back to Arkansas, and it is Makai Mitchell. Is this real? I think it is. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. Uh, getting the podcast out a little bit later today because uh, there were some things I needed to, to wait on and to, to get done before uh, I'm actually going up to Fayetteville for a part of this weekend for the Razorback baseball games uh, against South Carolina. So hopefully I see you there. But uh, it kind of worked out nicely because we're going to talk some uh, some basketball once again. I mean, this is what people want to hear about, and this is what people want to to dive into. And had some news, significant news at least, with uh, yesterday's announcement that Razorback forward Makai Mitchell announces that he will be returning to Arkansas officially. In fact, uh, I'm putting the image up now on, if you're watching on YouTube, just the uh, exact statement that he made on his Instagram. It's a simple picture of him just uh, pointing to the camera with a nice little graphic says, I'm back uh, in the graphic. And then his caption says, Hog Nation, let's run it back with a few emojis and then also hashtag WPS. So uh, based on that, it looks like Makai Mitchell. We, you know, we've been waiting on him and trying to figure out exactly uh, what his move was going to be and if he's going to be on the team or looking to hit the portal like his twin brother did. But it looks like he is staying in Arkansas. So for the first time, uh, the Mitchell twins will not be playing together. How about that? And so it, it's kind of interesting always the timing, because I think that that's what I really look at the most is timing. Timing when these announcements come around and if there's any indication as to what it means for other players that may be looking to come in or uh, players looking to leave, whatever it may be, because we know the scholarship allotment is quite the fascinating thing, which, by the way, people ask me about this. And just to kind of clarify, as of right now, Arkansas is full on scholarships. All right. All scholarships are taken up if Devo and Walsh come back. But if one of them goes, open scholarship. If two of them go, two open scholarships. So keep that in mind. Just because the scholarships are full right now, you got to remember that Mitchell and uh, Devo and Walsh could end up leaving. And whenever they do, or if they do, it opens those particular scholarships up. So, because uh, I know people are still waiting on the whole Ron Holland situation to, to happen. But Either way, uh, he announced that he would be returning, and it's uh, something to where I, <clears throat> a lot of reactions came from Razorback fans. It seemed like most people were pretty excited about, which I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that, because Mitchell was actually uh, just one of four Razorbacks this past year to play in every single game. He played in all 36 games. He started 31 times, so majority of the season averaged seven points and six rebounds a game, and also led the team with 49 blocks. So, yeah, I was... Uh, I was kind of waiting on it. I think we all were. But now that it's official, and here's the thing, too, because people are going to say, oh, well, it's the same thing that Pinion said or that whoever said, or, uh, or not Pinion, um, Darian Ford, as, as well as Barry Dunning. You know, they said they were coming back, but then it didn't happen. Well, like we talked about, though, when it comes to these players that are actually staying, the telltale sign is if the Razorback Instagram account puts out any sort of graphic, because they only did that. For Trevin Brazil and Jalen Graham. Those were the only ones that they did it for. Well, this time around, they did it for Makai Mitchell as well, where they just say he's back and post presence now returning to Bud Walton Arena. That's what they say. 
So they did it officially for him. So that's kind of the telltale sign that this isn't something he's saying he's wanting to come back, but still could be up in the air and him going. It's official. So now you get him back onto the court and we'll talk about, we'll start with what it means to actually have him back. And then we'll go into uh, the impact that it'll have on the rest of the roster. I actually like Makai Mitchell. You know, I, I thought that he at many times this year was so impactful for the team. Uh, it wasn't like he was the best player on the team. It wasn't like that he was just trashing it in a bunch of games. Like there, there was nothing like that. In fact, in postseason play, the dude was as solid as they came. And I thought the efficiency that he played with was extremely awesome, too. There was a reason why he started most of the games. There's a reason why he had uh, a lot of great performances. But it was always felt like, and then again, not every game, but for the majority of the season and in each game that he did play in, did start in, if you look at the box score, you know, you'd see Ricky Council with 20 points or uh, you see, you know, Devo with 16 and, you know, maybe throw in, you know, somebody else that had a really nice game. Maybe AB had a really nice game, uh, you, know, you know, whoever. But you'd look down at Makai Mitchell's stat line and I felt like, like the majority of his box scores always said 10 points on four or five from the field to two out of two from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two block shots, you know, and throw in like maybe an assist. And I looked at that and I'm like, you know, that's efficiency. Like, that's not like he's going out there and taking way too many shots. In fact, there were times I felt like he was not aggressive enough because it seems like he does have a really good like, like IQ, basketball IQ on him to where he knows what plays to make in certain situations. I got that vibe from him a lot this year. And so having him back on the team this upcoming season is extremely fascinating because we know that you're already returning some other post guys too. In fact, you're now returning three of your, your post players, or at least your uh, guys are going to be down low with Brazil, with Graham, and now Makai Mitchell. And we know that with Pinion coming back, too, it seems like he's, he's going to be the guy that comes back for sure. About four players now that will be from this past year's team and will be on this year's team. We'll see what Devo and Walsh end up doing. But on top of the transfers and, you know, the recruits and everything, too, it seems like it's a great situation. You know, Bayfall is going to be there into the mix. And Ron Holland, whenever he uh, ends up signing and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Uh, whenever he ends up uh, signing on the dotted line for Arkansas, which I think is the assumption for many, then he will also be into the mix there, maybe be more of the combo forward type of player. So it's, it's important. It's important to have a guy like Makai with, with his game experience from last season to know the system, to know what the expectation is, to be a seasoned veteran, and also to be a guy that had some really nice plays and some really nice games this past season. I, I, I love the move that Musk made. It just makes you wonder, was it something where they told him, hey, uh, you know, you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> you know, was it something to where he was wanting to come back and was really hoping that he didn't get asked to leave? And the coaching staff was like, well, let's wait on that. Let's see how it goes. And we'll let you know. Was it something like that? Was it something that he was maybe looking to transfer and maybe looking to? And the coaching staff stepped in and said, hey, wait a minute. You know, we, you know, we'd like to have you back. We, you know, it's try to work this out could have been something like that absolutely but you know you think about brazil and graham's announcement it was pretty quick <laughs> like it was pretty soon after the season ended and i mean how long has it been since the, the regular season ended for crying out loud it's been over a month 
So you're talking about Makai Mitchell just being in limbo a little bit for over a month, no one really knowing what he was going to do, what direction he was going to do, but now he makes the announcement official. So the question becomes is what does this do for the roster or maybe what does this mean? Now, if you want to take it to a, a negative side, like a negative side of what it would mean Makai Mitchell coming back, when I say negative, ne- ne- not negative against him, but maybe negative against what people were kind of hoping for, uh, what, it, what I would take from it is there's the possibility of Maybe because Makai is staying means that maybe some of the other guys that they were on as post players, you know, weren't, weren't the guys like maybe Grant Nelson, you know, a guy that everybody was all in on. And I was one of them that would have loved to have had him. Maybe that was something to where Arkansas and Eric Musselman were like, hey, we're going to go after this guy. If we can't get him or if we don't feel good about it, let's go and just stick with Makai. That may have happened. Now, again, that's not it's not a bad thing against Makai. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing against the coaching staff. It's more like, okay, listen, we feel really good about Makai, but this guy would take us to another level. Let's go after him. If it doesn't work out, we'll stick with Makai. I feel like that could have been a scenario. Or, as we were talking about before, Makai Mitchell was thinking about leaving, and especially now that when his brother went into the transfer portal a few weeks ago, and the coaching staff just needed to re-recruit him a little bit, saying, hey, well, this is what we need you for. This is where we can... Uh, re-recruit you back into the mix. We need a post guy. We need an experienced guy. And maybe it took some convincing. And then finally, he's like, okay, uh, I'm ready to go. I, I, I feel good about it. Let's do it. So, okay. If that's the case, great. Great. That's uh, exactly what you would hope to see out of a player like Makai and out of, his, out of the coaching staff with uh, Eric Musselman and everybody trying to get him back. But you're going to have plenty of depth down low. Because before, he was in like last year. It was like, okay, you, you had all these new players in. Didn't really know how, what to expect out of a lot of them. Didn't know the roles that they would play. But now this year, you got three of them back, which you know how good they were last year. And we can all assume that they'll be even better this year. Because if you look at the post players, there hasn't been a many of them. That's what's crazy about it. There hasn't been a whole lot of them at Arkansas that's developed over year after year. But the prime example I look to is Jalen Williams. He's one of the, the few that was actually here for more than a year. But when he was here for the seasons that he was and two years, he got he was great when he came in and he got even better the next year. So there's a very great chance that you'll see the three guys returning with Makai, Jalen uh, Graham, and also uh, Makai Mitchell uh, in Brazil. Like those guys, like you'll see them all start to get better into the year. And that's still... Bringing in Bayfall, a McDonald's All-American, and that's a salty group down there. Like, if you're telling me that you got three bona fide, experienced guys, three dudes that have really good offensive games and have shown it at times, you got a guy like uh, Makai who's been really good defensively and good down low at times, and then you throw in a really raw and incredibly gifted Bayfall, and then not to add, and then what's you know the Ron Holland situation, we'll see how that turns out, but. Again, he won't be more of a down low player. It'll be more of like a the Jordan Walsh role if Jordan Walsh ends up leaving. But that is a incredible foundation to have down low. And then when you talk bringing all the other guards and the forwards that they have out of the portal, it's gonna get it's gonna get wild. It's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get fun. So I'm glad Makai's coming back. I really am. Uh, I liked Makai. I felt like he was a guy that didn't you know ever like there wasn't a time where I look back and I'm like, man, get this guy out of the game. Like, there really wasn't that. Now, he had bad games, but he was never really looked at as like, oh, man, this guy's a detriment. This guy, we, 
you know, you need you need to get someone better than him or whatever. It was never that way. So I'm glad he's coming back. It seems like most Razorback fans are coming back. Are glad he's coming back. And so I guess we'll see uh, how it all plays out for him and what they're going to try to do uh, going forward. But either way, it's uh, it's going to be wild. And speaking of, we got uh, an idea of who's all going to be going to the NBA Combine. And Arkansas has plenty of representation. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But folks, I got to tell you about Built Bar. As we know, it is busy time of year for all of us. It's springtime. We know that uh, there's been graduations coming out as the end of school happens. We know that vacations are getting planned. Memorial Day weekend's coming up. And it's really tough to be able to find the, the good food or the good nutrients and the good snacks that we need to keep us going. Built Bar is made just for that. If you head over to Built.com or check out Built Bar at your local Sam's Club or at Walmart, you won't be disappointed. With their incredible flavors to choose from, they have over 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories, and it's covered in 100% dark chocolate. You say it's almost too good to be true. It's not. It's good for you. It's healthy. It tastes amazing. So stop what you're doing. Go and get you some. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. There's a reason why they've been doing business here on the Locked On Podcast Network for as many years as they have. It's because it works. They don't flood it. They don't flood in a bunch of money into advertising if they don't have a product that's worth advertising. And it is. It's incredible. So go and check it out. Build.com. Also go to your local Sam's Club and Walmart. Check out the greatest of Built Bars. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, so you had the announcement of the NBA Combine and the official invite list of uh, players that were going to be heading over to try their hand at the NBA or at least go through scouting and all that. And, you know, it's a pretty significant list. It's a good list, and I think it always means something. But Arkansas has four attendees, four of them, where Anthony Black, Ricky Council, Nick Smith, and Jordan Walsh are all invited to the NBA Combine. Uh, Devo Davis did not get the invite, but uh, the four guys that did are all guys that are either going to be drafted or borderline could be drafted. I think we all know Anthony Black is going to be a top 10 pick. Like I would be shook if he didn't go top 10. And most people that have done their mock drafts and whatnot have him as the number six pick, five pick, eight pick, nine pick, like all into that range. And so uh, it's certainly a, a foregone conclusion that Anthony Black will be drafted and be drafted into the first round top 10. Uh, Nick Smith's the other one where I, it's kind of a wild card just because of you know, him not playing and whatnot. Um, I still, he's still going to get drafted. There's no question about that. And I still believe he'll be drafted in the first round. It's just a matter of where. Does he really show out at the combine? Does he really impress some people? And if so, do they you know, bring him in and say, all right, well, we're going to use a top 10 pick on you or... It's going to be more like in the 20 range. Don't really know, but just from all the mock drafts I've been seeing, he looks like a player that's absolutely going to get drafted into the first round. Uh, but no matter what, will get drafted as well. Ricky Council, on the other hand, you know, he, may, he really elevated his draft stock and even is in the position where he will get drafted too. I think he's been grading out at a second round pick, which is fine. It's just great. And, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, when he was at Wichita State last year, he wouldn't have even been in the mix, but because he came to Arkansas and because people got to see his game and got to see it showcased, he's put himself in a position, a really great position to be uh, drafted into the NBA. So I believe he'll get drafted. Um, I don't know. Again, if like, it'd be incredible if he got first round, but probably more so in the second round, maybe even late second round. But again, I think people feel really good about him 
getting drafted. And then Jordan Walsh. Here's the thing. I don't know if Jordan Walsh gets drafted. I haven't really seen many NBA mock drafts having him in the two two rounds. Uh, I don't know if something at the Combine can really change all of that, where if it's his game or if his interviews or whatnot, you know, maybe somebody looks at it and says, okay, there's a lot of upside here. Let's see what he can do. You know, maybe they go that route. But if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say that you get three Razorbacks drafted this year. And if you get four, that's an amazing. I think that'll probably be tied for the record uh, for Arkansas players getting drafted. Or maybe they had five one year, but still, it'd be close to it. Uh, and also, what's crazy about it is as far as the player, those four players going to the NBA Combine, it's tied for the most pl- players invited to the Combine of any school in the country. So that's, that's also a really big thing that Muss and recruiting and all that can really use and showcase, hey, you know, we, we get guys not only uh, better, but we get them invites to the Combine. We uh, showcase their abilities and show that they're great pros and can really make a difference there too. So, but that's it. So the question becomes really about Walsh and Devo, the, one of the ones that still are retaining their eligibility. Uh, I still believe Devo's gone. I, and again, that's not based on any evidence. That's not like any sources that I have. I'm just going off my gut feeling. I think it's more likely that Devo leaves and that Walsh stays if I was choosing between the two. I, there's 0% chance that both of them come back. I, I just don't see that happening. And uh, if it does happen, I'll be pumped, but I, I just don't see that happening. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool, though. I think it's awesome that they, uh, that they did it that way and handled it that way and, and everything. And so I'm looking forward to the fact that you get so many players now into the combine to get the chance at it because again it's about recruiting and it just shows you that people really uh appreciate uh you know what Muss has done and, and everything so uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out which by the way just now and i'm kind of interrupting here but just now it uh, looks like you know we're talking about makai mitchell and having his instagram post on razorback basketball it's been deleted hopefully there's just like a like a misprint or something like that jeez don't <laughs> Just, I just finished the segment. Don't tell me that there's something else going on. There's something wrong. Ah, jeez. Anyways, uh, but yeah, congrats to all those guys, and hopefully they have a great, uh, great time and a great uh, NBA draft combine because that'll be huge for them as well. Uh, we'll get to the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast coming up next. So stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. It'll be a quick one, but I thought it was an interesting question uh, that was posed to me on the uh, on uh, YouTube yes- yesterday, I believe. Yeah. So, and in fact, it was the reason it wasn't just asked just once, but it had been asked a few times. And I thought about bringing it in and, and talking about it because we know with SEC baseball, uh, you got two se- weeks left, and then the SEC tournament starts up in Hoover, which I get to go, so that'll be fun, hopefully. Um, but either way. Like you see that, and then you see like softball, Razorback softball. They're having the SEC tournament in Fayetteville this weekend, and I think that is really cool. Like I wish that more conferences, or at least more sports in the conference, would do that. And I think there's quite a few that still kind of do, but I think that's just a really cool little little element to it all, where they just rotate it in and out. And basketball, men's basketball, like because let's look at the sports, because obviously we're talking like it's football's never going to move out of Atlanta. Nor should it, honestly. Like, it's the biggest sport, the biggest moneymaker, and it's going to have the most fans. And you want to be in a, 
dome that's environmentally controlled so you don't have to worry about weather or anything like that. I think it's a great thing. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. So that's fine. Men's basketball, having it in Nashville every year, or most of the years, I know it's been in Tampa once and, and other places, but I'm fine with it even being in Nashville all the time. Centrally located, although I wouldn't mind it if it moved around a little bit. And who knows, maybe it does once Oklahoma and Texas move in. But Nashville still, it's an easy place to get to for most people. Uh, it's easy to fly into. Like, there's a lot of things about it. But baseball, being in Hoover needs to stop. Like, that needs to get out of there. I, I have said this many times, and I know we'll probably talk more about it as the SEC tournament gets closer. But, yeah, I just, I look at this and I'm like, okay, this is annoying. Like, I hate the fact that it's in Hoover every single year. When there's so many other great ballparks in the SEC footprint that you could be playing it at. I was thinking about Memphis. Like Memphis would be so much fun. Like they're at the Redbirds where they play. Um, you know, I thought about that. I thought about where, you know, some other minor league teams play. You know, if there's a Nashville or if it's in, you know, Charlotte or I don't know. Like if you played it in like something cool like Tampa. Because like I saw the Big 12 conference tournaments in Globe Life went in Arlington. Like, come on. Like, that's awesome. Who wants to go play in a Hoover? <laughs> like, it's and like the teams that are there in, in the middle with like Alabama, those Alabama and Auburn teams are never any really good. So it's like they, they don't come along and, you know, it's not like they have a lot of support there, too. And I think it also needs to move to single elimination. I don't think it needs to be double elimination. They like just make it easy, quick and out of there. Like nobody wants coaches don't want to be in there. Because it just uses arms, it uses it fatigues guys, it you have, you you know do injuries, whatever it is. So I want the tournament moved out of there, and I want it single elimination. Probably won't get my wish, <laughs> but that's what I'm going to hope for at least. So we'll see. Either way, uh, I just wanted to rant about that for a little bit. So appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.